the car's on fire, and there's no driver at the wheel. This is the character generation. Welcome to the Character Generation. I'm Chet. I'm Moth. And this is a podcast where we make tabletop role-playing game, not video games, characters. Uh, they're usually pretty goofy. They're usually pretty nonsensical. They don't fuck sometimes. Listen, kids, back in the old days, <laughs> there was this thing called tabletop role-playing games. <laughs> you see, back before they invented computers that were good and cool... We all played Zork at tables. It was a cool <laughs> land party. In today's episode of the audio let's play of Zork, I go left. <laughs> oh, I died. Oh, okay. In fact, today we'll be playing the officially licensed Zork tabletop role-playing game. Oh my god, does that exist? God, I hope not. Like, I know I have a problem about doing this in an episode, but then, like, we're <laughs> only, like, a minute in, but I'm already opening up Google. Oh my god. I don't see anything... Get on that, game designers. Ah, shit, we're gonna have to buy that license. <laughs> TMTM. Trademark. Registered. <laughs> no, it's ours. It's ours now. No one can have it. TMTM on someone else's intellectual property. Yeah. <laughs> Zork's probably, like, <laughs> gone out of existence. <laughs> it's all gone. No one remembers it. It's disappeared into the void. Zork, Zork was eaten by the great old one. The plot for my new tabletop game is you are the only people in the world that still remember Zork, and you have to fight the extra-dimensional monsters that are trying to take Zork for themselves. Mm. Mm. How many uh, you have been eaten by a Gru jokes are you going to make in this in this cool campaign? Oh, that's just all the book is. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's, that's all it says? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, here's my new Kickstarter. Uh... <laughs> It's You've Been Eaten by a Gru, the RPG. Nope, there's no information about what the system is, or any of the artwork, or really anything other than the general idea. I need $20,000. <laughs> Thank you. Whenever you need to decide what happens in your game, just open the book and read the first thing you find. Yeah, that's all you need. Yep. Any good DM, that's all you need. Come it's on. It's diceless. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> no, we this week are doing Make You Kingdom. Make You yeah. Kingdom. Uh, I don't know anything about this game. This is this is something that Moth dredged from the deep dark recesses of the internet. Uh, Make You Kingdom is a really neat Japanese role playing game. Fairly recent, as far as I can tell. I'm not sure when the actual first books got published because they're still not officially available in English. But uh, luckily there was a fan-translated version that came out a couple of years ago that's complete enough to run. And it's a really interesting game, so I decided we should do it. Cool, okay. Yeah, I'm absolutely all for it. My understanding is that this, this game, we don't make any one specific character first, we generate a kingdom? First we generate a kingdom for the whole party to use, and then each person makes their own character after that. Okay. Basically, the gimmick of the game is that it takes place in sort of your standard JRPG fantasy world after the apocalyptic event known as the Dungeon Hazard, which is some unexplained magical event where <laughs> everything in the world, including like the ocean and the sky and everything on the earth, was all turned into big creepy labyrinths. 
I'm pretty sure dungeon hazards is something that like they put up a road warning sign for. <laughs> like, hey, like hey slow down, there's a dungeon hazard up ahead, you're gonna need to <laughs> swerve about 20 miles to the left or else you'll be consumed by the Minotaur. <laughs> Actually, it's a special course obstacle that you get in very high-level golf. Ah, ah, that was the second. That was between those two jokes. I couldn't decide. I'm glad that you Fuck. were you were thinking on my level, though. <laughs> Perfect. Um, great. Anyway, should we just delve right into this cool dungeon? Yeah, let's do it. How do I do this? Okay. Well, since this is a Japanese role-playing game, it'll involve rolling a lot of D66s. So, my first question is, do you want to name the kingdom yourself, or do you want the game to come up with a name for you? Hmm. I think we should come up with a name. Okay. So, we're assuming it's a, a like a JRPG world, right? That's what you were saying? Exactly, but the entire world has been replaced with dungeons, Etrian Odyssey style. Hmm. How about something like... They usually just base their kingdom name off of a word. So if we go for, like, Eternal, Eternal, Eternalia, Eternia, <laughs> I think that's a <laughs> the thing. The Realms of Eternia. Yeah, that's a thing, okay. Are you sure you don't want to just use the name generator? Yeah, let's just use the name generator. Alright, roll me 3d66. God fucking... Okay. Uh, 51. Okay. <laughs> 51. Uh, 22. Uh, 60. Okay, so that means... Oh, wait, what the fuck? Why'd I say 60? What the hell? You can't roll 60 on a d66. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, what did you do? Uh, that's a good question. Let me just roll that last one again. Okay, that's a 15. Okay. Okay. So, what was, I don't remember any of my rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, I believe that means we are officially known as the... Oh, it's cut in half by the page transition. Okay. Oh. We are the Independent Conquest Federation. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to try and piece together a better name out of these tables? Yeah, let me just take a peek at the tables and see if I see anything that's funny or good. All right. I like how Planet is one of the kingdom names. <laughs> it's a very small planet inside the dungeon. The Constitutional Back Alley Collective. Perfect. <laughs> Basically the Paris Commune is what you're describing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, perfect. It's also the name of my favorite post-rock band. Yeah, there we go. I like how one of the options in the table is a name of where you're playing. Like, what, Joe's house? No, it's the independent <laughs> name of where you're playing land. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Imperial Gregory's Basement Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the worst. Nah, it's better than whatever the fuck we rolled up. Alright, so we are the independent Gregory's Basement Dynasty. Okay. So the next step is to determine what special sort of environmental circumstances are in our kingdom. Like what kind of people live there, what kind of customs we got, what gotcha. kind of cool... Kind of like the stuff we did for Traveler, but maybe not as in-depth? 
Yeah, exactly. It cuts out all the stuff where we have to figure out fucking surface water percentages and all that. Hey, I'm cool with not having to do that. Hey. Alright. That is a ten. Alright. Our kingdom has a special facility. Ooh. So, let's find the facilities table. Has a facility. Where's the facilities table? Next page. Give me 1d6. 4. Ah. Our kingdom cares about its citizens and devotes itself to their well-being. Hey. Roll me another d6. God damn it. <laughs> uh, 5. Alright, we have a jail. Yeah, you know. Yeah, cares about our citizenry. <laughs> we really care about our citizens here in Greg's Basement Dynasty. So the very first facility we installed was a jail. <laughs> Alright, so let's say that we are playing with three players and a DM. Okay. So give me one more roll from you. Five. Five. Special custom. Ooh, what's we our custom? on the customs table. Your kingdom is known for dealing in a specific product. You receive oh. a staple. Roll on one of the random word tables to determine what <laughs> that yeah. product is. And after <laughs> discussing with the GM, choose an appropriate material. The random words table. Where the fuck is that? I wish I knew. <laughs> Searching. Oh, hey, random word table. I found it. Hey, so choose a table and roll on it. Oh, I just choose one of the four random word tables? Yeah. Probably not the one that has types of people on it. Maybe maybe that is our commodity. Hey, don't... <laughs> hey, who knows? Uh, I'm gonna choose... They all have some types of people. Hmm. Here's how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna roll a d4. Okay. And that's how I'll choose which table to roll on. Okay, I'm gonna roll on table four. I got... I don't know what this means. Uh-huh. I rolled, um... It says Emperor Dynamite? <laughs> Um, okay, so if I remember correctly, <laughs> Emperor Dynamite is the ruler of the Dynamite Kingdom, which is one of the four like major so world powers. So I'm just powers. gonna re-roll. Is that no? Don't re-roll. Okay, wait. Okay. So the idea is that we produce things that Emperor Dynamite would like. I would assume. Now here's my thing. No, can I make a uh, just throw something at the wall, see if it sticks here? Yeah. Maybe our commodity is just TNT brand fireworks, but the the company is called Emperor Dynamite, and it's just a bunch of shitty fireworks. I mean, that kicks ass, and one of the materials is gunpowder. Yeah, see, there we go, that's our material, gunpowder. There we go. And we just, we so make- So where does all of our gunpowder come from? Are we just, like, really good at refining it, or do we, like, have a mystical gunpowder mine or um, something? So here's, I gotta ask a question. No, actually, I don't need to ask a question. We can make up the canon of this universe. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. This kingdom's on the border of one of the labyrinths. Oh, no, no, no. It's not just on the border of a labyrinth. We are in the labyrinth. Okay, everything so is a labyrinth. Everything is a labyrinth. Oh, that's dope. Okay. If you want to go to the ocean, you go to a watery labyrinth full of big monsters. Okay. If you want to go to heaven or hell, you climb into an elevator and go to a higher or lower level. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Okay. This kicks ass. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so our kingdom is inside of the labyrinth. The entire universe world is inside of a labyrinth. Yes. Okay, good. The world good, is good, called good. the Million Dungeon because everything is labyrinth. Ah, that's so cool. Okay, I somehow did not parse that when you first explained it. So we're in a portion of Labyrinth where 
Hmm. I'm trying to decide. It's either like weird fucking fantasy natural deposits of, of gunpowder, or it's like the beings that inhabit the labyrinth, like the monsters, all are like, you kill them and you just get a shitload of gunpowder. Like creepers from Minecraft, but... Uh, let's come back to this after we roll the two other uh, traits, once okay. we start getting more of an idea of what our kingdom looks like. Okay. So I'll roll the other two for us really fast. Okay, sounds good. Because I said we're pretending like we've got three players and a GM here. Yep. That means we're also rolling three characters, correct? Yes. Okay. Because that doesn't take particularly long. And ten. We've got another facility. Okay. Hopefully it's not a second jail. Our kingdom was blessed with spacious rooms and high ceilings. <laughs> Hell yeah, for all the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is why we have a big plaza, so we can watch all of our fireworks. Hell it. yeah, we do. <laughs> is that the facility? Yeah, plaza. Uh-huh. I don't know what it does, but we've got a plaza. So I'm going to say that uh, our large reserves of gunpowder come in the form of stalactites that are occasionally knocked off of the ceiling of the kingdom when we fire fireworks up there. Yeah, okay, so it kind of fuels itself a little bit. The fireworks serve a purpose. Yeah, that's why I've got so many of them. Yeah, they're like Big Cat brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it Big Cat or Black Cat? I don't remember. I think it's Big the Cat. I think that we have in this universe Big the Cat fireworks. <laughs> I think that's who competes with Emperor Dynamite. <laughs> Shit. It's like, because both the tents look exactly the same, they have the exact same fireworks, but one of them's called Big the Cat fireworks and the other one's called Emperor Dynamite. Uh, and they oh hate God. each other, but it's literally the exact same product. Oh, completely. This is a really timely thing, because 4th of July is coming up, and I fucking hate those tents. Dude, same. <laughs> you go in and you spend $70 and you have four whole fireworks. Fuck off, fireworks companies. <laughs> Just because you're here selling illegal fireworks. <laughs> They're not even selling illegal ones. Um, alright, what's the next step? I got... alright, seven, our kingdom has a valuable resource. Okay. Our kingdom has learned to coexist with monsters. We receive a ranch and 1d6 monster citizens. I'm sorry, are you telling me that we have a monster ranch? Yes, we fucking do. Hmm, okay, monster citizens, huh? We have three elves. <laughs> elves are <laughs> monsters? Wait a minute. That's yeah. fucked up. No, what's really fucked up is the fact that you can use the ranch to breed more monster citizens. <laughs> but in our case, we just have some elves who live in the elf ranch. Dude, fucking Elf Ranch is really good on a nice salad sometimes, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was... <laughs> some of that million dungeon Elf Ranch. <laughs> yeah, I'd like some of those Chipotle Elf Ranch. God. Oh. <laughs> good fucking god. Okay, well, what are the other monster races? Just out of curiosity. There's a lot of them, but the ones you can earn from that specific table are Ogrekin, Horse Lizards, Dwarves, what? Elves... Goldfish. I'm sorry. Yes? Did you say horse lizards? Yeah. Okay. They're like eight-legged like... horses that oh. are also lizards. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's elves, goldfish, and hurry foxes. Hurry, foxes. Run. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> they're just really fast foxes, I guess. <laughs> they're foxes, but they're wearing a, a suit, and they have a suitcase, and they're late to a meeting. <laughs> Always. Perpetually. It's their curse. 
So tragically, since we're working off of this fan-translated version, we don't have any of the art in this book. Okay. So there isn't an entry in the manual for just elves, but there are high elves, it looks like. Interesting, okay. They appear to be really good at astrology and ranged combat. Makes sense. Astrology. Now hold on. Astrology is actually a really important skill in this game. How? Uh, because the stars in this world are a little bit different than normal. I'd imagine, because we're all in a labyrinth. For one, they're alive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, instead of torches, the most popular, like, light-emitting item that people carry around are basically, as far as I can tell, star larvae. And, uh... <laughs> Since they're the things that live up on the ceilings, stars also govern weather, so you can use your astrology to convince them to change the weather for you. And if so, you get really good at it, you can use them to control the passage of time to a limited extent. So... Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> nope, no, I don't have any questions, actually. That'll, that'll fucking... All right. Jives yeah, perfectly. Yeah, I thought it was pretty simple. Yeah, no, it's pretty normal, pretty standard. <laughs> Um, how do they have larvae? You know, sometimes they just, you know, lay star blades, and then they just kind of fall to earth, and people pick them up, and they're like, hey, these things glow. Okay. And they're like, hey, what's up? And then eventually they, uh, molt? And they go be stars, <laughs> I think. They go through star puberty. Yeah, exactly. They grow a little bit of a mustache, their voice changes a little bit, um, oh and, then, and then they turn into a star. Yeah, um, exactly. Interesting. That makes no fucking sense to me at all, but whatever. That's They're alive. They're I'm, like big no, weird star monsters. That's cool. I'm into it. <laughs> Alright. I love Japanese RPGs so very much because of They're shit really like this. They're really fascinating, yeah. They have so much like out-of-the-box craziness that... Totally. It just lends itself well to this podcast specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Alright, what's, what's up? What's next? Our next step is to determine our population and all of the other less interesting parts of the kingdom, I suppose. So, since we got those three elves, <laughs> just three elves hanging out in the city, we have a population level of 53, which means we are a level 2 kingdom. And since we're a level 2 kingdom, our official title is that we are a tabletop kingdom. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? A tabletop kingdom? Yeah, it's like so small you could fit it on a tabletop. I guess. Just imagine like a really big table mesa that's like an actual table, and that's where our kingdom is, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We're a tabletop kingdom. Alright. Yeah. Just kind of a little bit hitting on the nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Huh. Alright. And then we have four different levels of how good the different parts of our kingdom are. We've okay. got our lifestyle level, which tells us kind of how well we are off economically. So since we're at one right now, we can't really afford shit. Yeah. And that also means that we can't really keep anything in our treasury, because all that we can keep is basically just equal to our lifestyle. So if we ever want to have actual money or economic power, we'll have to work on leveling that up eventually. Do we just start with the four, the lifestyle, and the three others that we'll get to in a minute at level one? Yeah, they all start at one. Gotcha. Then you've got your culture level, which is how cool and cultured are your citizens? What do they like? Do they make art? How's that art you doing for you? Bad. It's level one. Yeah. It's a stick figure drawing of these three elves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are they doing in the ranch? Little Timmy, don't watch that. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what else you use monster citizens for, so we'll have to figure that out later. 
you use them to talk to the stars so that they fuck and you get light bulbs okay sure <laughs> i think you do uh one of the benefits of having monster citizens is they can periodically give you stuff off of their materials table which is like their drops oh okay but i don't know what an elf's drops are so we'll figure that out when we get to the monster stuff interesting so from what i can tell this game's got kind of a rune factory style yeah it's kind of like a rune factory meets disgaea sort of thing yeah that's cool yeah i like it i'm super into it that's why i wanted to do this game yeah all right so is there anything else we need to do for creating the imperial greg's basement dynasty let's see we've also got our order level which is just like how safe and secure our place is yeah. That only affects uh, how many citizens we get when we like get a population increase, so we don't have to worry about that. Okay. And then our military level, which is like our actual military might, which basically just means that when we come back after an adventure, since we're like playing as the higher ups in the kingdom of this, uh-huh. we have just a number of like faceless staff that follow us around on our adventures. Okay. And sometimes if things go badly, they will die. But then our military level uh, allows us to recover a number of those after the game ends. Ah, shitty. <laughs> well, it's nice in that it keeps us from losing population and it makes sure that we have enough people around to go adventuring. Yeah, okay. That seems not bad. And then there's a whole section in here on drawing up the actual geography of our kingdom, but since this is a fucking podcast, we don't really have to worry about that. Yep. Basically how it works is you get like a little map sheet and you have to connect together all the different rooms in your labyrinth. Uh, that seems like busy work. <laughs> it's kind of neat because like it's only a three by three grid sort of thing. Oh, okay. And you have to like decide where in the dungeon each of your different facilities are and stuff. Okay. No, that's yeah, cool. it's like an actual sort of kingdom builder thing. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We can't do that here because it would be bad, bad radio. But Yeah, exactly. Uh, same thing with drawing the actual world map, which double doesn't matter because we don't know about any other kingdoms. Yeah. It's possible during like kingdom creation to like roll on table and say, oh, we know that there's a neighbor over here somewhere and we have this relationship with them. But like, yeah, since we didn't get that, we'll have to actually explore. Ah, oh, what a shame. <laughs> um voices of the people i don't know why they translated it like that because like it's literally i think just called vox populi in japanese oh okay but that's basically like how much your citizens actually trust you okay and you spend that to do stuff during the dungeon sequences mostly okay treasury uh we have zero dollars we got none monies and we don't know about any other kingdoms so we can skip on to the characters okay So we got three characters to roll up. Yes. And for some reason it starts with the random name tables if you want to roll on any of those. Uh, I would like to do one random name. I want to okay. see what random name it comes up with. I think we can do character names good. Yeah, sure. So... Give me a d6. A d6. Oh yeah, okay. So that's how you determine what tables to roll off of. That's a three. Exotic name table plus nickname table A. What's your exotic name? My exotic name is... Exotic name I got is Chupacabra. <laughs> 
All right, what's Chupacabra's nickname? I guess it could Chupacabra if we want this character to be a boy, and Mabembe if we want it to be a girl. Up to you. It's it's fucking a really hard one. Let's find out what the last name is, and we'll go from there. Or the nickname. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, these are all good. Um, <laughs> I got forty-five. The beautiful Chupacabra. The beautiful. I like the beautiful. <laughs> all right. The rules are, if you're using the random roll tables, you can just pick any other thing if you don't like what you get. I'm gonna go with Chupacabra the Comeback Kid. Okay, I like it. <laughs> Chupacabra's coming back, baby. Everyone thought <laughs> that it wasn't real. Everyone gave up on it. Alright, so we got Chupacabra. Actually, I was gonna ask what their uh, what class they were, but before that, we gotta figure out what Chupacabra's background is. So if you want to roll on the background table really fast. Oh, gotcha. So it's a three on die one. Uh-huh. And then that's a two. You were born out of wedlock because you were ostracized as a child. You were ostrich-sized as a child. <laughs> you were you were the size of an ostrich as a child. And everyone was like, that's fucked up, and they didn't want to talk to you. You're eager to achieve the recognition of others. Your mission is to build a statue of yourself in the kingdom and find someone to become your best friend. <laughs> best friends in, is in capital letters there because that's an actual game mechanic. Oh, <laughs> so yeah uh basically the background tells you what your character's sort of mission for the game is okay so chupacabra the comeback kid is a bastard ostrich sized and ostracized definitely definitely goals are best friend find a best friend and build a statue of yourself Alright. So there are, I believe, six main classes that you can play as. Okay. And one of our three characters has to be the actual king or queen of this dungeon. It's not Chupacabra the Comeback Kid. No, that doesn't sound like Chupacabra's deal. No. No king would be the size of an ostrich. No one could trust an ostracized ostrich king. <laughs> Okay, Chupacabra the Comeback Kid is the official kingdom ninja. Yep, yep, he worked his way up to that job. He grew up in the streets, uh -huh. he, he learned how to hide and, and, and sneak around and steal. He didn't grow up in the streets necessarily, he's just a bastard, he's not an orphan. He could have. It's your character, you can make this decision. Nah, I think he, he was that kid that was like, nah dude, I grew up having it hard, and he like had a really nice family that he grew up with. It was kind of like a, a half foster family situation, <laughs> but, and they're like, they're real nice and they, they paid for his school and they gave him a lot of real nice things and they treated him like his son, but he's like, I grew up having to take care of myself. I, I worked <laughs> my way to where I'm at. So he named himself Chupacabra the Comeback Kid. Yeah, yes. yeah, he definitely named himself the Comeback Kid. He was, his name is unfortunately Chupacabra. Um, okay. But he is the self-proclaimed comeback kid, and his Perfect. comeback is he's going to build a statue of himself so big that it touches the ceiling. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'm into it. And so he, he was on the streets, and he's like, I had it rough, I was, I was in a gang, I learned how to <laughs> steal and, and sneak around. To his credit, he did learn that, but like... He went to ninja college. Yeah, he went to ninja college and fought in the arms tournament. Yeah, he dropped out early, so he's got, like, an associate's in ninjology. 
<laughs> I think he got like a suit. Okay. <laughs> he went to trade school to be a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking good. All right. I like the idea that there are actual ninja clans and stuff in this setting, but this guy just went to fucking electrician's college, but for ninjas. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there's um, any official ninjas in this kingdom, so he went to, like, the next county overs. Shit. <laughs> he went to, like, a 4-H club meeting, and he was like, oh, ninja, I could do that. <laughs> God, this fucking character sheet looks so good. All right. And in addition to your class, you get a job, which is like one specific skill sort of package that you're really good at. Okay. So give me a d66 to find out, you know, what, what kind of job he learned before he became the ninja he is today. What his job was while he was taking classes. and what, Yeah, exactly. What How did he of... put himself through ninja college? Like he went to ninja college and he was working IT and he got like enough experience that that's just kind of like the life path he's stuck in for, for the rest of it. <laughs> um 44 hmm. it says b b e e b no you're right it does say your b, job right? is b um um i don't uh, remember hang on hang on hang on hang on oh i gotta look at the jobs list really fast because I, I don't remember there being one called b see i'm looking at the jobs list i'm seeing a couple that are a little fucking out there one of <laughs> the jobs is eunuch uh-huh. Yeah, you're like an old-school uh, Chinese advisor kind of thing, but you are definitely also a eunuch if you roll that up. Um, there's another one that is Happy Mancer? They're like bards, basically. Yeah. I don't know why they're called Happy Mancers. A lot of them are pretty standard, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a little crazy that Warlock is a job and not a class, but... Well, you know, being a warlock just means that you learn how to do some magic on the side, right? <laughs> the important thing is that you're one of these land makers. You're the people who go out there and get shit done for the kingdom. You're like the fucking head treasurer or whatever, but also you're a warlock on the side. Okay, so Chubacabra the Comeback Kid is voiced by Jerry Seinfeld. Jesus Christ. And he's going to sue the United States government. Yes. Oh, okay. So, uh, these are technically, like, the official terms from the game, like, they have English translations on all the different job cards. Okay. But B just means you're, like, kind of a general sort of heavy labor worker type. Oh. You know, you're like a worker bee. You go around and oh. do all the random stuff that needs doing. You're not, like, an actual bee. <laughs> okay. So I'm not gonna be pollinating flowers, and... I mean, you could if that's what needs doing, but, like... Actually, do we have just gigantic flowers that need manually populated I in this kingdom? I think so. I think this kingdom has some gigantic flap. Hey, hold up, hold up yeah. just a second. What if, instead of stalactites, all the gunpowder is pollen from the flowers? Oh my god, that's perfect, because... Oh, fuck, yeah. no. The best thing about that, okay. the Japanese word for fireworks is hanabi, yeah. which means flower fire. Yes! <laughs> Fuck yeah, okay. No, oh, oh so dude, perfect. this is sick. Oh shit, this is some that's... fucking choice world building. Yeah, that's like, they this don't a... grow like normal plants, they explode out of seeds into gigantic flowers that look like yeah. fireworks. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh god, this is so good. So, like, all of all of the fucking firework tents are actually, like, gardeners. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and they're, liter <laughs> they're literally called bees because their job is to, to pack and make fireworks and plant them. And 
Oh, shit. God, that's so good. Yeah, okay, cool. We got a good one. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Holy shit. I'm really excited now. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? Ability scores? Fucking whatever. We got... We're a B, so we need to primarily have quest. God, that's a weird fucking stat, huh? So the four yeah. stats are wit, uh, mm-hmm. which is cleverness and ability to think on your feet. Charisma, everyone knows uh, yep. at this point. Quest, your ability to find things. Uh, useful for avoiding traps and monsters' attacks and for discovering inf- hidden information and objects. That's actually really important for ninjas anyways, because they're all about scouting out the dungeon and finding out hidden information and stuff. Yep, and then warfare is your yeah. ability to fight. Exactly. And actually ninjas have to start with quest 4, so that works out pretty well. Yeah, nice. Alright. So what do you want to put the other 2, 2, and 1 into? I think... Two in wit and warfare and one in charisma. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. He's, he's ostrich-sized. <laughs> Jesus. Never really learned how to talk to people. <laughs> All right. You do get to start off with, as a bee, a broom, a tent, and a bottle of tonic. Oh, gotcha. So you've got those right. just by being uh, using your fucking broom to sweep up all the gunpowder, I guess, so you can yeah. collect it into big jars or whatever, it, how it works. Yep. And then as a ninja, you start off with, I believe, some shurikens and an animal companion. What animal do you hang out with? Who's your one friend? Does it have to be real animals or can it be fantasy-ass animals? It can absolutely be fantasy animals. Can he have a pet chupacabra? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. It's the stealthiest animal. That's why he calls himself chupacabra. And also he was named after a chupacabra, I guess. (laughs) It's his family's chupacabra. It's been in it for generations. Yeah, exactly. His parents were like, I, I guess you're a chupacabra. You're chupacabra. <laughs> I like I like our dog. Your your yeah. name is Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Holy shit. Chupacabra Albus Severus Potter, you were named after the three bravest animals I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. all right cool (laughs) oh also you've got a star fragment whatever yeah okay there we go time for the second character uh yeah unless you want to talk about like the actual class abilities and stuff nah okay basically you're really good at like disarming traps and finding info and using your followers to do ninja shit yep the followers chupacabra right uh, the followers are uh, just the random citizens who follow you around. Oh, okay, and you get those by playing. Yeah, and you can spend them to do cool effects and stuff. Like, you can spend them to stop a trap from activating if you're a ninja, or, like, use them to control an enemy's movements, or a couple of things like that. Gotcha. Okay. But they do definitely die, because they're not really good at being assistant ninjas. They just kind of follow you around because they don't have anything better to do. Nice. And then, like, there's a couple of classes that can in-fiction your healing them, but it basically just gives you more followers to add to your account, because they're just, like, a resource to spend. Okay. I'm beginning to roll the next character's name, by the way. Okay. I think we did some cool shit with um, the random generated name. Yeah, exactly. That's our brand. So I got... It's another one we're using the nickname table, but it's using the fantastic name table this time. Ooh, hell yeah. Uh, so that is 14. It's Conan or Lita. Conan okay. or Lita. Um, and the nickname is the best in place you are playing. Best in the basement. Lita, best in the basement. I love it. All right. Her name is Lita, L-E-D-A, uh-huh. comma. It says the, but I think Lita, comma, best in the basement is better. Yeah, I like it. 
All right, cool. Let's roll up her background. Yeah. Would you like to do this roll? Sure, I'll throw it out. Okay. That is 3-1. When you were young, your home was raised by another kingdom. R-A-Z-E, like raised to the ground, not yeah. raised up. You vowed to not let your new home end up like your original birthplace. Your mission is to raise the kingdom's military level to five or higher. Holy shit. All right. So you've got fucking JRPG protagonist backstory. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. I was going to say, I think this is the plot. One, or I, I think this is one of the backstories in Mass Effect. It is, and it's also the backstory in Fable. Like, it's a whole, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So is Lita our queen, or is yeah, she going she's to the be a knight? Yeah, she's the queen. I definitely okay, I should. like it. I think she founded fucking Greg's basement. Yeah, she took all the survivors from her original home. Yeah. Okay. So that's her goal. She just wants to make sure the kingdom can protect itself. Yep, so it doesn't get burned down again. Alright, what was her job in her previous kingdom before she came here and founded this one? Well, before she came here, she was a professional cook, apparently. Oh, she was a master chef. Yeah, exactly. She was a master chef junior, because this all happened when she was a kid. Yeah, and she was on the kids' baking championship, and <laughs> she took first place, and she got yeah. her own cake shop. Sure. She, was she the kid in kids' baking championship that dressed up like Guy Fieri? I think absolutely yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So basically just being a cook means that you're good at stretching out rations, basically. Like, they're always considered to be a little bit higher level, and they give you bonuses if you eat them. And I believe the queen is the only class that gets to distribute their points wherever they want. Uh... Yeah, okay. Starting yeah. ability score is 4410, distributed however you wish. Okay. So I'm gonna say she's probably fours into quest and warfare, probably, right? Yeah, and then one in charisma. Okay. And zero in wit. <laughs> yeah, alright. <laughs> Poor Lita. So since Lita's not really good at the whole long-term planning aspect of running a kingdom with her wit zero, yeah. do you think we should give her a vizier? A vizier. You know, sort of your standard slimy, schemy second-in-command to help her run the Are kingdom. Are you talking about for the, the third character? Yeah. Yeah, sure thing. Does she get anything else before we finish her up? Uh, she gets, like, a blade and a banner and a pot and a pan and all that stuff. Okay, but... no pet or anything like that. No. Okay. All right, yeah, I think a vizier is good. Yeah. Let me roll up a name for this vizier. So name table A. 23. Bamboo or Olive? Those are both really good names. <laughs> uh, let's let's pick a nickname real quick. Yeah. The Open-Minded. I'm gonna say we're probably Bamboo then, because all of the Open-Minded sounds like a children's book character. Hmm. I don't know. I do like the name Olive, though, because That's then you true. can get, like, all of those jokes in. Jesus. All right, let's pick a different nickname then. Hmm. Hmm. Nah. Everybody's favorite, Olive. <laughs> Everyone's favorite olive! <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good. Everybody loves this vizier. Everyone's favorite olive. Uh, hey, I'm actually gonna retcon. I'm gonna change it. Olive's not the name. Uh, let me okay. go ahead and tell you what I'm typing word for word. Yeah. Everyone's favorite Raymond. Oh my fucking god. Alright, cool. Aw, damn. <laughs> Did I talk about that on the podcast? Did I talk about my fucking journey into the abyss? I don't remember, did you? I... I think that might have just been a conversation we had after you fucking passed out at three in the morning after spending <laughs> eight hours looking for fucking Everybody Loves Raymond clips. This is a call-out post for Chet Soromo. <laughs> 
we I made that joke on that I think it was like episode three, and that was uh-huh. I had an idea for a a joke to like a post to make a uh, quick chop up and audacity, and I needed I needed Raymond saying Dabra, just like shouting it, um, and I watched six hours of clips of Everybody Loves Raymond, the hit television show uh, from the early 2000s, looking, praying, hunting for just one clip of him just shouting, Dabra! He never fucking does it. I challenge you to find it. He never fucking does it. He's like, oh, Dab, no, come on. Oh, Dab, no. He never, once in the show's history, I watched blooper reels for this i dug deep and now months later youtube is still suggesting to me hey hey do you want to watch another 40 minutes of funny clips that raymond says you want you want and part of me's like hey, oh you i have watched that one video about his mom calling someone a homosexual <laughs> That was like 30% of the fucking search results that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's fucked up? That entire show, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Yeah. The worst part, the worst part is, about five hours into this journey, I found myself giving a very, very light chuckle to one of the jokes that he said, and I was like, oh "Oh, no. no. Oh no. (laughs) None of it's funny. Not one bit of that show I found actually funny, but I chuckled at it at 2.30 in the morning, and I was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done once I'm done watching this video to see if he says it in this one. (laughs) Anyway, this is everyone's favorite Raymond. He's a vizier. What's his background? Later! (laughs) (laughs) We can't keep hitting this well, but it's just too deep. There's like one part where they're fighting, right? And they're 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 fighting about like the upholstery and it's just real funny and it's real just good humor and he's like, Oh, women don't know anything and everyone laughs and then his mom comes in the house and she's like, Your penis is small because you're gay and it's just it's just real yeah, it's good. It's a fucking nightmare. I don't know <laughs> That show had like four hundred seasons. <laughs> Apparently, during during none of which did he say Deborah at all. But uh, all right, we we have to move on. I can't believe that you've cursed our show like this. <laughs> Just watch. Someone's going to fucking bring themselves down. Don't do this. If you're listening and you you had the idea, like, no, nah, I'll prove them wrong. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> For your own sake, we can only I afford to have one life on that fucking pyre, dude. I, I can't have another one weighing on my conscience. <laughs> I don't want the blood on my hands. <laughs> don't do it. Don't look for it. Hey, can you go ahead and explain uh, the cool joke you were going to make with that real fast, just uh, for the record here? <laughs> it wasn't even worth it. It was... Uh, shit. <laughs> the joke I had in mind was taking the uh, the the home improvement intro, the boom, 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 Debra! That's all I wanted. That's all I was wanting to do. <laughs> but he never he never does like the long holding shout. He's like, Dab, Dab, Dab. Dab. No, Dab, Dab. come on. Dab, come on. Dab. Oh man, Dab, stop talking about my penis at this fundraiser. <laughs> 
Oh man, Deb, I just fell asleep at the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting you took me to. Aw, oh, Deb. No, oh, it's funny because I was so drunk and I went to that meeting. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mom, you can't just call them the Blacks, Mom. Oh my god. That's did you ever actually watch that show? In the show. Up? I did. I my parents loved it. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, All I right. rolled a two and a one. Okay. You were born under an auspicious star. It was prophesized <laughs> that you would save the world. You receive a level one star fragment. Choose an advanced job at random. Okay. Your mission is to change to that job while equipped with the star fragment. Alright. Literally, born under an auspicious star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, okay. Hey, do you want to know a fun fact about the show Everybody Loves Raymond? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I found out that all of the, the jokes that specifically Ray Ramon tells are ad-libbed every scene. He ad-libs all of them. What? Yep, I watched blooper reels of him just constantly ad-libbing lines trying to make his, his co-stars chahortal. And some of those... Were actually good jokes, but they don't <laughs> they don't make it on the air. Well, yeah, because he was like a fucking shitty like deaf comedy jam stand up before he started doing a sitcom, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was born under an auspicious star. Yep. <laughs> Just thought I'd share that piece of trivia with you. Great. <laughs> Next time you're playing Trivia Pursuit, that'll come up and you'll thank me. All right, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and roll the. Uh advanced job that he's yeah, supposed to yeah, try and figure out what job he's going for uh, apparently he's going to try and become a dungeon master i don't like one of the guys that just puts up the flyer at the local game store <laughs> um <laughs> hang on i think you're just a guy who knows a lot about dungeons so I don't know what being a dungeon master is all about, but apparently uh, their special ability is that when they kill a monster, they can try and, like, make a check to try and trap one of that monster's skills inside of a crystal. What the fuck? And then if you have that crystal equipped, you can use that monster skill like a fucking blue mage. That's... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just imagined he uses the crystals, like, to use the abilities, but he just fucking throws them out like Beyblades. <laughs> let her rip Deborah. let her rip <laughs> ah Robert <laughs> mom Robert stole my Beyblades that had a, an elf soul in it mom <laughs> Debra I can't believe he did that oh god so that's Ray Romano's greatest goal in life is to become the dungeon master and fucking steal magical abilities and lock him in his fucking soul orb Beyblades. But what's his normal day to day? What did he grow up doing? I'm sorry, I'm just writing down soul orb Beyblades on the character sheet real quick. Also so a very I'm good character really name. Soul orb Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all the kids were... called him growing up. Shit. No, we were didn't. making a fourth character for this. Yeah, but we are running out of time. <laughs> Alright, so he's a vizier. And it looks like his basic job is that he used to be a merchant. Okay, it's still his job. Yeah, totally. He's just a vizier on top of that. Which is kind of shifty, because I think being a vizier means he also controls, like, the treasury and stuff. 
Yeah. No, there's there's no conflict of interest. There's only 50 people in this town. 53, excuse me. <laughs> Counting the elves. Are elves really people, though? We have them in a ranch. <laughs> They're monster citizens. They are citizens. They have votes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do they... What's the government like, though? Because this is definitely a monarchy. Is there voting? Well, we have the whole Vox Populi thing. Like, we have to do what the people ask us to. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, you're right. Hold up. He's a merchant, right? Yes. Is everyone's favorite Raymond? Um, is he one of the fucking firework peddlers? Obviously he is, yes. <laughs> Holy shit. He's directly fucking Chupacabra's boss. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Chupacabra works part-time for him. Oh my god, that's perfect. Fucking shit. Alright. So apparently, I just did some digging. Okay. So I was talking earlier about the fact that this game features elevators that you can take up to the higher and lower worlds where, like, angels and demons and stuff live. Apparently elves are considered deep ones, so elves come from dungeon hell. What the fuck? Yeah. Huh. So I think, like, there's just a really big elevator somewhere nearby, and just three elves came out of it one day, and they're like, Hey, what's going on here? Cool flowers. They're like, oh, dude, I love fireworks. Damn, can we stay here for a while? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you live in this fucking ranch. If you live in this ranch made exclusively for you to breed. (laughs) They're like, okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. We've got got a good view of the fireworks shows from here. (laughs) I like the idea that the the deep one elves are just chill as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm choosing the stats right now. Okay. Raymond has four wit, because he's got to be able to fire off those jokes off the top of his head. Oh, absolutely. He's got two charisma, because, like, honestly... Everybody loves Raymond. Every everyone's favorite is Raymond. I guess it's kind of more like elves come from the Underdark, but same basic difference. Gotcha. I think everyone's favorite Raymond also has two quests. Okay. And he's got one warfare. Gotcha. So no one's good at combat. The queen is. Oh no! Right. Yeah, she had four in warfare. She's got four warfare. And yeah. Chupacabra's got two. Okay. The queen just has zero wit, so that's why we needed a vizier. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Alright, um, and then anything else we gotta figure out for a vizier? Um, let me check his stuff really fast. He starts with a dagger, a resident library, which I think means he just has a really big grimoire full of useful trading info, and a cell phone. What? Yeah! He's got a handy phone, apparently. Dog's just got an iPhone 6? No, I think he's got, like, a razor. Shit. He's got the Motorola chocolate. He rolls up and he, like, slides it forward and he's like, check out this. And he, like, spins the circle and it, like, scrolls through his list of, like, fucking Breaking Benjamin and Yellow Card. And he's like, hell yeah, motherfucker. Deborah, check out my cool phone. Lita. Lita. Lita, do you want to listen to some Rise Against? Lita, I love Three Days Grace. Don't you, Lita? And Lita's like, what the... Uh, Lita, check out this Aqua Teen Hunger Force Java game I downloaded. <laughs> Lita, I'm able to play Robot Unicorn Attack on my phone, Lita. Lita, I only have to pay $2.99 for this email. Check it out. Holy fuck. Yeah, no, it literally just lets you fucking, whenever you're gathering information, you can use it to increase your result, because you could just call people and ask them if they know anything about the dungeon. 
All right, cool. Are we? Is that it? Are we good? That's our three characters. Yeah, there we go. Like, there's a bunch of other management stuff, but like, that's the creation all done. Yeah, we did our job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've got Chupacabra, the comeback kid, the ostracized, <laughs> ostracized child. Yeah. Um, who went to ninja trade school? We've got Lita, who's kingdom burned. Lita's got like the most normal backstory, yeah, aside exactly. from she was a kids' baking championship winner. Uh, <laughs> And then everybody's everyone's favorite Raymond was born under just like a star. It's like, hey kid, you're gonna do you're gonna do some cool shit. And he gave him like a Beyblade Ripper. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what the star fragment is. Fuck. Oh, that's perfect. The star it's fragment. It's his fucking is like, bit beast. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, here in like twenty years, it'll, it'll go buck wild, dude. And he's like, he's a small child and he can't talk. Um, but then later, his goal is to fulfill that star's wishes. So, uh, let me follow up on that really fast. Okay. He's named after Ray Romano from Everyone Loves Raymond. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a Motorola chocolate, and yep. he loves Beyblade. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this guy's life sucks. Uh... <laughs> this guy's life sucks, and also he definitely lives in, like, 2006. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty accurate description. <laughs> He's a time traveler. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's really funny. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. And the, the kingdom is Imperial Greg's basement dynasty. Yep. Oh, good at planting firework flowers and... Alright, listen, <laughs> we're, I gotta be done. I'm boiling to death right now. No, uh, I feel that. <laughs> uh, this has been the character generation. That That's what we, we did the thing we do. Yeah. I went on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> For a while. Uh-huh. Um, did you know, apparently, that the, the woman who played the mom in Everybody Loves Raymond had a really big gay following in 2007? Really? Yeah. For why? I don't know. Because she huh. talked a lot of shit about gay people in that show, so like... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a little another piece of trivia I learned. Anyway, that's been my th- that's been uh, the character generation or number one Everybody Loves Raymond fan cast. Shit. Uh, I don't know what we're doing after this. Well, we'll find out. Okay, we'll figure it out. It'll be something similar, I think, at the very least. I like doing this. This was fucking cool. Yeah, totally. I think we've made some of my favorite characters we've made today, personally, <laughs> with this episode. I really I really liked this uh, whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to find us on social media, I guess I can give you all of the places to do that. You can find us on Twitter at TheCharacterGen. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheCharacterGen. If you want to send us an email giving us even more Everybody Loves Raymond trivia, uh, then you can email us at gmail.com, go to that website, or any of your other email websites, and email us at thecharactergen.gmail. Uh, yeah, we didn't even touch on any of the fucking crafting rules in here, and that's like half the game. Jesus, okay. It's okay, we'll talk about it off mic. Yeah, okay. that's been the character generation. <laughs> Get in touch with us. Hit me up on my mobile. I've been Moth. Yeah. um i'm the moth in your house right now yeah exactly the one underneath your windowsill that you haven't noticed until right now right this second and now it's gonna drive you crazy uh (laughs) if you want to follow me on twitter that'd be cool i'm at siromo s-i-i-r-o-m-o i also sometimes stream on twitch it's just siromo with one eye instead of two there just to make it simple yeah just to you know (laughs) Uh, I don't have a stream schedule, so like, fucking, if I'm there, I'm there. Um, one thing you can do, I we would really appreciate. I would really appreciate personally. I can't speak for Moth. Uh, sure, go for it. 
Give us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends about us. Word of mouth is is all we're going on right now. Yeah. Just fuck paying money for advertisements. We won't even pay money for hosting. Well, we did do that. We are on Podbean. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it that's all we're doing yeah exactly so hit us up fast before we forget to renew our podbean subscription <laughs> download all of them we're never uploading again uh no <laughs> just tell your friends tell your family tell your dog tell your dog to review us on itunes like fucking anyway i'm gonna go so that i can go take an ice bath and hopefully put some of my melting skin back on my body <laughs> It's sloughing off like a gross mummy, and I can see it even though we're on an audio call right now. <laughs> um, this has been the character generation. I've been Chet. I'm Moth. And it went like this. I'm I am wrong. I am sorry. sorry.